Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Sorrow could 
in his life a brand new family with children and his wife they learn new things each day to live the Torah way the message of the Shabbos they relate now every Friday night they go down to the wall invite some people home and they will tell them all we'll teach you this new song to join and sing along and soon we'll all be free it won't be long Children, illness 
They learn in the dark, frigid cellar, alone, just a small group of men. When in rushed the soldiers and led them all away, the flame of Torah flickered on that day. So many tears, so much sorrow. Oh, the pain has lasted thousands of years. Oh, but soon we'll stop crying. The cruelty will end. The Melecha Moshiach will descend. Someday we will all be together. Oh, someday we'll be sheltered and warm. Never will we have to express any fear. Our scars and our wounds will disappear. There's a small piece of heaven in everyone's heart A glorious gift from above It will sparkle and shine if we each do our part To reach out and touch it with love Oh, there's a small piece of heaven in everyone's heart A glorious from above it will sparkle and shine if we each do our part to reach out and touch it with love I have trouble with my words they don't seem to come out clear but I want you all to know me, so I'll try By asking one small question, it won't take up too much time Can you tell me 
can you answer who am I? I can be stronger, I can be braver, I can be, I can be anything, anything I want to be, oh, anything I want to be. I have the power, I have the courage, oh, I am a hero. of gray drops of rain what are they trying to say hey mister oh yeah mister hey mister oh yeah mister won't you help us realize the mystery Miracles that you do Won't you help us realize That happiness comes from you It's not hard to
Shake a ball for 
Shalim, 
Who 
J.M. in the A.M., Schlemmy Dax and Company with a medley called Second Dance. Before that, you heard Jakob Schwecki and his English medley off Those Were Today's Volume Number 2. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this December 2nd, day 16 in the month of Kislev, the year 5781. Tough Pei Olive, 38 degrees. It's chilly out there. 38 with 64% humidity, winds are west, 13 miles per hour. Showers this morning, partly cloudy this afternoon, a high of 47. Clear tonight, low 36, and tomorrow mostly sunny, a high Thursday, 53 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 63. We're at 38 in New York City. We say good morning here on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Plenty going on this morning. Barry Weber is going to join us. His yeshiva's uh, um, crowdfunding campaign is on today. We'll speak with him coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. 8 o'clock hour, Rabbi Yisrael Besser. The book is called Nishmas. It's brand new from Art Scroll. Use promo code RADIO for any of Art Scroll's 3,000 titles, including this brand new one from Rabbi Besser. 
and receive a 20% discount, no minimum, free shipping, all happening at artscroll.com. Again, always use promo code radio. Again, always use promo code radio. Why wouldn't you? Don't you want to save, 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 especially this time of year? Why not? Uh, We head to the UAE and start broadcasting from there on Tuesday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week from the United Arab Emirates, from Dubai. We have an amazing lineup, great broadcast planned. I hope you'll be with us through the entire episode, and of course, stay with us through the holiday of Hanukkah, which is coming up starting a week from tomorrow night, as uh, we just continue to uh, do some really special things here at JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. We'll be heading to Dubai, coming back for an amazing week of Hanukkah, and again, uh, I hope everybody out there will be uh, with us throughout this entire journey. May, uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And we'll have plenty more coming up here at JM in the AM. Yoni Z is out with a brand new one. Uh, some people call it the Thank You Hashem. Others are calling it Every Yid's a Fire. Uh, we call it the latest from Yoni Z on a Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Libby done by the New York Boys Choir. Um, do we have Golly? Oh, I see. We have Golly Sal on the wrong computer this morning, or the other computer, I should say. Uh, before that, the uh, before that, the uh, Jonathan Schlagbaum selection, Keith Benani. You heard Yoni Z in there. Every Yid's on fire. Or excuse me, no, no, no. Every Yid's a fire is the name of that one. Brand new Yoni Z here at JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. 38 degrees, pretty chilly out there in the New York area. High today, 47, maybe a shower or two this morning. Clear tonight, low 36, and mostly sunny for tomorrow with a high of 53 degrees. Right now, 63 in Yerushalayim, 38 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Reminder, next week from the UAE, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. With an amazing lineup and with an incredible uh, uh, mission in the United Arab Emirates, in Dubai, starting Tuesday, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, going Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, with a big thank you to all those who've made it possible, including you, the listeners and contributors out there who keep us going. Thank you for helping us out on Giving Tuesday. And anybody out there who would like to uh, toss in a year-end donation, they are more than welcome, to say the least. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, and we thank you. And, of course, a big thank you to everybody out there who has a role in our journey, including Aaron's Casino Farms, CasinoFarms.com. Aaron's Casino Farms is in Queens. Aaron's West Orange, Aaron'sWestOrange.com. Aaron's West Orange is in New Jersey. And, by the way, not only do they have great specials and wonderful bargains that you have to uh, explore when you go shopping, they have many non-food Hanukkah items that will enhance your Hanukkah celebration coming up a week from tomorrow night. Check it out at Aaron's, everybody. Kalei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jam מליאת הכנסת דנה בשעה זו בהצעת החוק לפיזור הכנסת. יושב ראש האופוזיציה יאיר לפיד הציג את הצעת החוק וקרא אין לממשלה הזו מושג איך להתנהל. הכל אינטרסים פוליטיים ודיונים משפטיים והטבות מס לנתניהו וג'ובים למקורבים עסוקים רק בעצמכם ובינתיים מדינת ישראל לא מנוהלת. אתם מסכנים את חיינו. אתם מסכנים את הכלכלה שלנו, מזניחים את ההורים שלנו. שורפים את העתיד של הילדים שלנו. החודשים האחרונים היו קשים בגלל המגפה, אבל גם כי עומק השבר נחשף. ומוקדם יותר תקף יושב ראש מרץ ניצן הורוביץ את ראש הממשלה החליפי בני גנץ. הוא שוחח עם אמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל. מי שבינתיים מפנטז על כל מיני דברים, ומי שעשו עליו אינסוף סיבובים, זה בני גנץ. זהו אסקופה נדרסת של הפוליטיקה הישראלית. לולי בני גנץ היה נשבר באמצע המאבק, הוא היה יכול להיות היום ראש ממשלה, ונתניהו היה יוצא מבלפור, והייתה לנו כאן ממשלה מתפקדת. ומיד בתום המהדורה בגלי צה"ל, עדכון מיוחד מה נעשה במליאת הכנסת. אורחת יום ראשון מעצרו של החשוד בגרימת מותה של בת זוגו מבית משפט השלום בתל אביב, מדווח כתבנו בן נצר. הטוען המשטרתי הדגיש בדיון כי החשוד סיפק למנוחה את הכדורים שהובילו למותה. ההגנה טענה מנגד שלצעירה היסטוריה של בעיות נפשיות והתמכרויות לסמים, והחשוד דווקא ניסה לדאוג לה. לנוכח חשש משיבוש חקירה, בית המשפט האריך את מעצרו בחמישה ימים. 
גבר בן 51 נעצר לאחר שעל פי החשד ירה באישה ובשני בניה ביישוב ריינה שבצפון. האישה בת 51 נפצעה באורח אנוש ושני בניה בשנות ה-20 לחייהם נפצעו קשה. כתובנו בצפון גיא ורון מוסר שהרקע לאירוע הוא סכסוך משפחתי. רמי לוי בדרך לרכוש את חברת ישראייר. עם הפרטים כתבתנו לענייני תעופה עינב קרנר. על פי הבקשה שיגיש מפרק איי-די-בי לבית המשפט, רמי לוי הציע את הסכום הגבוה ביותר לרכישת ישראייר, בסכום כולל של יותר מ-100 מיליון שקלים, מתוכם 75 מיליון במזומן ושליש מהסכום במניות. בין המתמודדים שהצעתם לא זכתה, חברת כנפיים שעד לא מזמן הייתה בעלת השליטה בחברת אלעל. מזג האוויר ייתכן גשם מקומי בעיקר בערי הצפון והמרכז, חשש קל משיטפונות במדבר יהודה ובים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Ah, 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 ah,
Sham in the AM with eight ton cats. Pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah. Kuma is the name of that one. Actually goes back a while to a uh, CD entitled Shmuel Kare Shamo. I don't know if you remember that one from years ago. But that is a really, really good selection. Eitan Katz here at uh, JM in the AM. Um, and, uh, Mordechai Shapiro before that, Einod Milvado. You heard the medley from the Yidin group. You stroll just go at Gesher Tsar and Mivan Siach. That was Simcha Liner. Open up that set on a Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Goldwasser has the morning off on this 2nd of December, 16th of Kislev. Chanukah a week from tomorrow night. Don't forget shopeichlers.com. Shopeichlers.com. They actually, aside from an amazing website, uh, with really organized um, uh, categories for you to choose what you need, et cetera, et cetera, and plenty of stuff for Hanukkah. They actually have a declaration that they can get what you need in the New York, New Jersey area today, today, same day delivery. Uh, if you um, if you um, order by 2 p.m., no joke. It's actually pretty amazing. Um, so all you have to do now, frankly is go to shopeichlers.com and check out the details. The banner ad there will tell you exactly what the story is with that. And uh, don't forget that their cyber sale, as they've been calling it, all the uh, all the great savings that you can get uh, due to, um, due to uh, you know, this past weekend of uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all those savings continue all through this week uh, when you go to shopbyclers.com. So check it out and enjoy. More coming up, including our conversation with Barry Weber, if you keep it here on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Lord. 
J.M. in the A.M. 
Why are we playing so much Barry Weber over the last few minutes, you might ask? Well, it's pretty simple, frankly. We did his Yachad selection and we did his Reboin selection for one reason. Later today, one of, in my opinion, one of the most important causes associated with someone involved in the world of Jewish music is going to start its uh, crowdfunding campaign. And uh, I said to Barry Weber, I don't know how many weeks ago, I said, if you need any type of uh, any type of help in continuing the work that you're doing, please let me know. And then, thank God, coincidentally, or is there such a thing as coincidence? Coincidentally, we saw each other last week, and we were able to to decide that um, uh, right before this campaign begins, uh, Barry Weber would come on the air and discuss just how important Kochve Or is to the broader Jewish community. Barry Weber, we love your music, and it's a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nathan. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to all the listeners. There are a lot of people in this audience that love good causes. There are a lot of people in this audience, frankly, that take extreme pride when someone like yourself, who's you know generally known to us as someone involved in the Jewish music and in simchas and putting together and singing great songs like the ones we just played, uh, people in this audience take great pride when uh, when people like you get involved in really serious and important projects in our community. And of course, Kochve Or, which is a yeshiva that you lead, uh, I say, and uh, I can assure everybody, is one of those causes. Why don't we start from the beginning? How long ago did Kochve Or uh, begin, and why did it begin? So, actually, um, thanks for the compliment, and... Uh... This journey has now entered the fifth year that I'm going to serve as a Rosh Hashiva And the reason why it started was simply uh, singing-related. I was actually called by one of the, one of the founder, a founder, you know, a guy that decided to help out these boys, and he just asked me randomly if I can go and you know just like there's organizations who ask people to go and sing sure. for um, for uh, people who are not feeling well right um he had this group of kids and he felt that I could come and you know and lift them up their spirits just to, you know bring with them to make them feel good and that's that's how it started I, you know, I just started so you you didn't even know much about Kochleor until your invitation to come and have a nice kumzitz with the boys uh, the only thing I knew about Kochvar was that uh, there's a there's a safer one of the Talmidim of uh, you know bre- one of the breast of the Talmidim called Kochvar, right? And he this guy is a breast of a guy, and he named his yeshiva after that. But there was technically a group of six boys. I didn't know nothing about these boys, and I, he just invited me to come and bring with them with the guitar, and I, you know we that's how it started. And this is located in Muncie, right in the Rockland County area. Yes, and, located in Muncie, and then and then yeah. and then you elevate from guest singer to Rosh Hashiva eventually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All of a sudden, um, this guy asked me to come again, and again. Um, you know, obviously these boys were very attracted to what I had to sell them. You know, it wasn't just music; it was the it was music together with like mystical ideas and so on, right. and what drives me and so on. And they were very connected. And I started coming uh, weekly and then daily. And then one day he just said that he's going to close this place just because he can't afford it. 
And I said, no, I cannot allow you that. Uh, I'll, I'll find you a place for free because his, his biggest expense was the place to rent. Right. I found him a place for free because uh, at the time I, I was uh, the president of a shul in my neighborhood that I opened. So I allowed his boy to come to my place. Then there was issues with the landlord because there was right next door there was a yeshiva for boys that were um, the more serious boys, and that Rosh Hashiva particularly felt that this is a competition kind of or a kind of distraction to his oh, boys. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he came to me saying that I cannot reside in the place that I am because you know these boys are unfortunately not the norm, you know, not the, they're not serious. And I, this, this for me, this changed my life kind of, this, this, to, what, somebody is going to send out somebody just because there are serious boys and these boys are not serious. Oh, this is, this, this is where it stirred up my emotions and my, and my mood. And I, and I figured, you know, I really got to help these boys. So I found them a different place. And that's where I really got invested. And this uh, this guy officially that opened the place, he he checked out. Uh, you know, he couldn't handle the pressure. He couldn't handle the expenses. And you're a- and you're and you're able to, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> for me, I I initially told I told the guy, you know, I'm gonna babysit them for a week or two. It was you know, it was Fira was right after Pesach. You know, there was no weddings at the time. I told him, you know what? Go take a rest for a week or two, and you'll come back. And then he never came back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> what a story. Barry Weber is with us uh, today and tomorrow. It's a $1 million campaign for Kochve or Yeshiva, uh, literally uh, uh, for boys that would have uh, no place, literally no place. Barry Weber has shared more than one story with me over the years. Uh, how many How many boys do you think, uh, how many lives have you changed? How many people have you taken in to give them a place to, to actually learn and to explore over all these years? Well, in the, in the past four years, we had over 70 boys that came by at, that learned by us and, and resided by us. Um, there's actually uh, numerous more, as I, I'm not even counting, just people who just Work work most of the day, and they just come in for a certain shiurim, right. or they they just come before, after the specific and so on. And um, it's it's interesting. Yesterday, um, I had a, a a party with all these boys that you know in my yeshiva. We had like 55 boys, alumni, and not what. And we also bring together. I just before we we we, we started this started this campaign. I just wanted to celebrate together with them to tell them that this is it's not about, you know, these particular boys that currently are in yeshiva, these 25 boys that are in yeshiva right now. This is the bigger picture. It's a bigger image. It's about, it's about creating an environment for every person, every boy that, you know, that, that, that is looking, is looking for, for, that is doubting himself. There's people out there who care and so on. There are so, so many people who care and, and want to help out these boys, and these boys are just not aware of it. And I told these boys, the next 48 hours, this campaign is going to prove you how much people love you. Yeah, no question about mm-hmm. it. People in our community gravitate to causes like this. You're right. Not even a question. And people all, all the time, you know, when they're coming to Yeshiva, they're like, wow, 
you know, if this yeshiva would be in our days, if only that, and if only this, you know, and people are, certain people are upset, you know, at certain communities that don't treat right these boys. Yeah. And tell them, you know, now's the opportunity to show. You know, now the people think, yeah, I wish I could have helped, but I don't have it. I don't have what it takes to help, but, you know, everybody has a heart. Yeah. And I told these boys, you'll see in the next 48 hours, people are getting a million dollars. It's not something that comes, you know, out of, it doesn't come out of a tree. No question about it. How does this work, by the way? The charity campaign, which is tomorrow and Thursday. There's a typo at the top. It says Tuesday, Wednesday. It would be Wednesday and Thursday uh, for this $1 million campaign. How is this working? Is it being matched, doubled, tripled? Is it straightforward um, without any matching? How does this charity campaign work over the next 48 hours? It's a very straightforward thing. I've been working very hard for the past uh, few months to contact people and to see how many people will pledge. And we have the pledges for this amount. And uh, hopefully, I mean to say that people took upon themselves to raise a certain amount. Right. And everybody's very optimistic that they will achieve their goals. And we're counting on Claudia uh, Searle to do that. Uh, the address is as follows, charity.com slash KO for Kochvei R. This is the yeshiva where Barry Weber is the Rosh Hashiva. I should say Reb Barry Weber is the Rosh Hashiva, and uh, where boys who will, would not have a place otherwise are able to have a yeshiva that actually looks out for them, cares for them. Barry, you, uh, I mean, one of the things that, that is probably obvious, but I should mention it and not assume anything, is that aside from Torah and Talmud study, you try your best to give the boys a, um, a, a variety of activities, things they wouldn't normally explore, things that might speak to them uh, more than just sitting and learning during the day, whether it be something having to do with nature or something to do with special trips or bonding together on some type of special mission. I mean, you're always trying to incorporate as much as possible in addition to all the learning that they're doing. Absolutely. So, you know, people ask me, what do you mean, uh, you know, you give them something that nobody gives? I mean, there's, there's a lot of little yeshivas and so on. Right. What, what is unique about what I do? So here's what I do. First first of all, you know, I'm not affiliated with any particular agenda of a, of a you know, specific Hasidus rabbi or, or organization. This is, this, is just, this is just me being a singer who means to say that I'm, I'm just, a, just a guy who cares. You know, I'm not technically made for this, although, you know, I am made for this. By now, I already realize that. But... but <laughs> What I do is something that I cater to, according to the boys, we change every, every zman, I would say, every half a year, we shift the yeshiva according to what types of boys we have. Wow. We have, we wow. have all types of programs. A malleable yeshiva. I love it. I love it. So it's not cookie-cutter programming. It's, it's whatever you think the boys need. Exactly. So, of course, we have our specific rules that we think, you know, is like a is 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 a is like a bias. It, it's it's like a house where I think, you know, either you fit in or you don't fit in, you know, in order to go forward. But then there are certain programs that what we want. My mission, my, my goal with boys is always different depending on what the boy is capable of doing. Right. You know, that's what we do. We look into the boy. We see what his potential is, you know, what his capability is, what his direction is. And according to that, we try to shape the yeshiva in the best way, in best, best way possible that this, this boy should be able to bring out his colors, you know, bring out his, his capabilities, his talents, 
and, and, and motivate him accordingly, to, you know, to push him exactly where he's supposed to go, whether right. it's learning, whether it's working, whether it's, uh, you know, caring, and so on and so on. And, and creative stuff. If you think a boy belongs, you know, d- dealing with music or dealing with nature, you, you want them to pursue that. Absolutely. I see a talent in a guy. I see a guy's good in taking pictures. You know, yeah. we push him towards that. Right. I have somebody in the photography line to help out and so on. And people are so glad to help out, professional people. Somebody, so I see somebody has a, a thing for cooking, you know. I push right. him towards that. Right. And I build him up. And I, I teach him, you know, cooking skills and, 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 and how to deal with people. And eventually I push him in to be a chef in a restaurant. Right. So, so we, so we have numerous boys that they had certain ideas that they wanted to do, and right now they're professionals in that line already. All right, listen, I, I could do this with you all day, frankly, and I have invited you, and hopefully soon you will be able to come to our studio and we'll do an even further conversation about this. But the work you're doing is amazing. I wanted to tell my listeners, because I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that when they're brought a good cause, they respond. And why not kick off your campaign with a nice start? I was going to ask you, if someone can donate now, since it's four hours before the campaign, but we've answered that question because we in our studio here have just donated. So everybody out there, if you want to support the amazing work of Barry Weber, who's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the Jewish music world or anywhere, uh, and if you want to um, read up more, which you can on the site, charity.com slash KO, about what he's doing with Koch Ve'or, and if you want to help the yeshiva continue to grow so they can continue to bring in uh, young men who are in need of a different track. They're in need of a different system than what is being presented and all the other good yeshivas that are out there. Then go to the campaign and start them off right now. Charity.com slash KO. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, dot com slash KO. And obviously you have the next two days to help them get to $1 million. Barry, big eshekoach. We'll remind our listeners about this. I hope it's a big, big success. We're so proud of the amazing work that you're doing. And I'm sure the parents are appreciative that you're really helping to change the lives of their sons. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that Hashem is very proud because the amount of love that I'm, I'm witnessing you know, in the last few weeks trying to, you know, to stir up this campaign is enormous and, and amazing. And I want to thank Call Yisrael for really caring and for really making this happen. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. And Mitzvah, I hope you all be part of this amazing movement. Yeah, Mitzvah. Barry, big yeshikach. Good luck with everything. Continued Hatzlacha. and thank you, Nachum. A pleasure. Wednesday morning, more coming up. This is JM in the AM. I'm 
J.M. in the A.M. 
Lots of Barry Weber at Tachenu here at JM the AM, and that wraps up this hour at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSingle.com, and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, NahumSingle Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. J.A. Morris says, Yachikoach Riberi, Klal Yisrael's lucky to have you, Hatzlacha. Boy, is that true. Uh, people, I mean, I've observed this with Barry Weber over the years. It's amazing what he does. Absolutely amazing. I've actually offered to come and speak to the young men up there. Hope to do that one day. Um, yeah. Anyway. Next week, it's Dubai, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from the United Arab Emirates. Looking forward to an amazing journey and bringing the community of Dubai to all of our listeners around the world. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has had a part in making sure we can get to Dubai, including the Jewish Unity Initiative, led by Simon Jacob and Dr. Joe Rosazada, our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms, Chairman Ralph Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum Financial Services, TaxCPA2.com. Uh, Morty Getz and everyone at ShopEichlers.com. Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, KosherTravelers.com. And I remind you that those of you who want to travel to the UAE and reunite with family that might be in Israel, uh, there is a January trip, Yeshiva Break. Yeshiva Break has a January trip, KosherTravelers.com where, again, people from the United States and people from Israel can converge on the UAE in these crazy times. <laughs> but that is a uh, it is an option if you can afford to do it. Uh, and it's not unreasonable, frankly, for those who are, are used to vacationing. Um, if you can afford to do it, Yeshiva Break, UAE, you can meet people in Israel or her, who are in Israel. And you can meet them there. Uh, koshertravelers.com for information, koshertravelers.com. I want to thank Ariella Steinreich and the Steinreich Communications. I want to thank the UAE Israel Business Council. I want to thank Cross River Bank. Phil Goldfeder was with us yesterday. Big thank you going out to Cross River from all of us here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net, and try A&H today. You will not regret it. You'll be glad I told you about it because their products simply are amazing. Uh, we're trying to help people get jobs. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour, we explore Hevron. It's an annual tradition, and it gives us an opportunity to really check in with our friends in the holy city of Hevron. The Hevron Fund has their campaign going on tomorrow. Hebronfund.org. Hebronfund.org. We spend the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. Um, speaking with and speaking to our friends in Chevron and getting an update on what's happening there uh, during these COVID-19 times. So again, it's uh, Chevron Fund, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., we'll spend the hour speaking about their uh, crowdfunding campaign here at JMM. And people like... Yishai Fleischer and Simcha Hachbaum will be joining us tomorrow. Yes, they will be joining us tomorrow. 
Uh, don't forget our friends at Partners in Torah, partnersintorah.org, an opportunity uh, to be a mentor or a student. If you go to partnersintorah.org, they will give you the instructions on how to sign up. It'll be some. It'll be an experience that will certainly change and enhance your life, that I can tell you. And right now, partnersintorah.org has a special page dedicated to Shabbos, which gives a three-week curriculum, a, an amazing way to study something very important to our people uh, with a partner, and that's, of course, the study of Shabbos. Go to partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat. Go to partnersintorah.org slash Shabbat for all the details. You'll be glad you did. Simple as that. Um, all right. We have uh, Rabbi Besser coming up about 20 minutes from now. Rabbi uh, Yisrael Besser, the brand-new book from Art Scroll is called Nishmas. Everything at Art Scroll with promo code radio is 20% off, no minimum, and free shipping. 20% off, no minimum, free shipping when you go to uh, artscroll.com and order any of their 3,000 titles. More coming up at JM in the AM.
קולות הנודדים, קולות הילדים, וכל העבודים מחפשים עוד נחמה. קולן של הדמעות, קולן של השמועות, וכל האימהות הלוחשות את הברכה. כל דממה דקה עולה מן השמיים ושר אליי את שיר המעלות משהו קרוב וטוב פוקח בעיניי וגם אני פתאום J.M. in the A.M. 
Yaakov Shweki with Kolod. Before that, the Piasetsna Nigun done by Derech Achim. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock hour, the focus will be the holy city of Hebron. We'll be kicking off the uh, Hebron Fund. Well, not kicking off, but we'll be right in the middle of the Hebron Fund charity campaign. They're a crowdfunding campaign for the Hebron Fund. Uh, 8 till 9, including Simcha Hachbaum, including uh, Yoni Bleichbard, including Yishai Fleischer, all in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow from Hebron here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to that. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, we're in the UAE broadcasting from Dubai with a big thank you to all of our sponsors. I want to thank Aaron's Casino Farms. Go to uh, casinofarms.com or visit them in Queens on Casino Boulevard. Aaron's West Orange. Go to aaronswestorange.com. Visit them in West Orange, New Jersey. And it's not about. Uh, it's not only about specials and an incredible shopping experience. It's also about uh, so many items for Hanukkah outside, outside of groceries and baked goods. Uh, there's so many things that will enhance your Hanukkah celebration. When you go to Aaron's, you'll see exactly what I mean. Check it out. Go to Aaron's Casino Farms and casinofarms.com and Aaron's West Orange and aaronswestorange.com for all the details. Uh, I want to thank uh, Ralph Rosenbaum, taxcpa2.com, Rosenbaum Financial Services, one of our great sponsors for the uh, journey next week. I want to thank Ariela Steinreich and everyone at Steinreich Communications. Uh, a lot of people involved to get this uh, trip going, and it's much appreciated. A... Um, yeah, much appreciated is right. A uh, shout-out to Karina and David Beta of Teaneck, New Jersey. Karina and David Beta of Teaneck, New Jersey, a shout-out to you. And those of you who read the Jewish link, you might be able to link this shout-out to something you might be seeing later this week. Yeah, details will be coming up all right. Uh, <laughs> so a big thank you to the uh, Beta family. And to Karina and David. Uh, remember fjbunity.org. Uh, it may not be Giving Tuesday anymore, but it's a golden opportunity for you to give a year-end donation, either a monthly one or a one-time donation. Go to fjbunity.org and support our efforts, fjbunity.org. We had a um, – what was the comment on the – oh, yeah. Someone writes on the app, nothing like doing my early morning grocery shopping at Seven Mile Market in Baltimore while listening to JM and the AM. I thank you for that. In general, people need to get used to walking around and doing whatever they need to do while tuned in on their earbuds or whatever method they're using to our broadcast, and I thank you for that. Uh, but it got me thinking, you know, what would happen if we would pop up at 7 Mile Market one morning? Or first of all, are they open at 6 a.m.? Is 7 Mile Market in Baltimore open at 6 a.m.? And if we would show up, and I know it's got to be socially distanced, etc. Believe me, I know that. But if we would show up, would there be people there before 9 o'clock? Ooh, if we actually, if we got to 7 Mile Market on a busy day, it would be better to just broadcast until, I don't know, 10, 11, noon, whatever it is. That might be the idea. Anyway, we are itching to get out of the studio and thank God we have an opportunity next week in the UAE, but we're also anxious to see some of the communities around the United States that we haven't seen for the last many, many months. So maybe we will pop up at 7 Mile Market one morning. Who knows? Hard to tell with us. That's, that's one thing we've determined over the years. Not easy to tell where JM and the AM might be. We're trying to help people get jobs. Don't forget resume at NahumSiegel.com. Those of you out there who are in the Jewish not-for-profit professional realm, those resumes will be forwarded to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Otherwise, um, it's uh, resume at NahumSiegel.com. We'll try our best to help during these uh, trying times. I also want to give a shout-out to Kupath Ezra. You know, this coming Sunday night before we go to the UAE, uh, we're involved in the Kupath Ezra online event. Uh, they're in Muncie for the last 61 years, 
giving out a lot of money and helping a lot of people who are in need, especially now during COVID. I think the I don't remember the exact figure. Maybe it was two million dollars they've given out to families during COVID nineteen. It's amazing. They also have a Muncie Job Network, which is how they've they've gotten over seventy people placed. So if you want to donate at Kupath Ezra, K U P A T H E Z R A H KupathEzra.org, you could literally designate your funds. Uh, to beef up their uh, Muncie Jobs Network and help more and more people get jobs. They place 70 people already, which is uh, really astounding. Hard to believe and, frankly, incredible. So um, go to Kupath Ezra with an H at the end. Kupath, T-H, Ezra with an H at the end, dot org. And you can be a uh, very important part of what's turning out for them to be a very important campaign, which culminates this coming Sunday night when we do their online event with them. More coming up. It's JM and the AM. Rabbi Besser will join us with a brand new book about Nishmas. Meanwhile, here is uh, Avramel, Avram Fried at JM in the AM.
Shalshelis, with that selection entitled Shalom Rav here at JM in the AM. This might sound familiar to some people as we uh, get into our conversation with everybody. Yisrael Besser, who is patiently waiting live via telephone. These words on a Yehuda Green selection come to mind. The brand new book, Yisrael Besser, is called Nishmas, Song of the Soul. All about the special prayer that we're used to saying every Shabbos, Nishmas Kol Chai. As it says here on Shabbos morning, as the world is wrapped in a blanket of peace and serenity, we're given a gift, the chance to recite a sacred tefillah. Whenever and wherever it's recited, Nishmas carries the same power and glory, an ode that expresses our deepest emotion the gratitude and hope and simple joy in being alive. Across the world, the tefillah has become a precious skula, a shared treasure belonging to a nation, but also a private heirloom, property of each individual. The book is called Nishmas, Song of the Soul, the glory of an exalted prayer through commentary, insight, and inspiration. Rabbi Yisrael Besser, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Oh, thank you so much, Nachum. It's always so nice to be here. I appreciate that. Um, you know, so, some who've observed your career might have said that this is an unusual project for someone to throw into your lap. So I'm curious how, in fact, you became the person to bring us Nishmas. So... I, to answer, I guess, the second part of the question of why Nishmas, why now? I don't know why me. Rabbi Shalom was kind enough to allow me this chus. But what happened, you know, a wise man once said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Different <laughs> people are credited with it. But we faced uh, a, a national crisis, an international crisis, not just a, 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 a Jewish crisis in the world over the last 11 months. And a lot, of, a lot of things that came out of it, and there were some very nice, I guess, lessons or takeaways that we saw over the last 11 months. A lot of pain, a lot of difficulty, a lot of challenge, a lot of hardship, a lot of mourning. And also, within this crisis and with, the, with this unprecedented challenge, there were new things uh, that came. We, we saw a lot. We saw the heroism of our chinuch system. Yep. Uh, parents and families who were, who were locked down during those early weeks realized that maybe you know, they don't hate each other as much as they might have thought. It was okay. It was a pleasant time for some people came at it with a new appreciation for that. And tefillah. Uh, for so many years, I, I speak from personal experience, I speak for nobody else. So you went to shul, and, and there was a lot going on in carpool and this, and your phone, you're late for work, and there's a, really a meeting you're supposed to be at already, and this, you couldn't find parking, you could find parking. So we confused the experience of the avening with the experience of shul. And maybe we didn't realize how much we loved davening. And in the early months of, of Corona, people were saying again, people were davening at home, and they really had nowhere else to go. There was no, you were home all day. And they fell in love with having it, and they rediscovered the joy in sitting by a sitter, not in any rush, 
And they're like, wow, there's a thing called karbanas, and when I say it, I actually feel something. And that I'm actually connecting with something deeper. And psuche de zimra, when you're not in a rush, is really a beautiful experience. And getting to birchas kriyashma after psuche de zimra really feels, I feel like I ascended, not, not big, big uh, bali of Ido, sophisticated davenas. I'm ta- again, I'm talking from personal experience and the people around me, in my own home, my neighbors, my friends. So Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz at Art School also understood this, and he saw, he, he told me in the early months, he saw the orders that went up for Sadurim, for translated Sadurim, for Perusha Mantvila, for Sfar Mantvila, and he realized that besides the logical reason, which is when the world is in crisis, people turn to prayer, besides that, you know, which is obvious, there's also something deeper going on that people were rediscovering that they really, they wanted to connect deeper. So he threw this challenge at me sort of to, he's maybe, you know, art school has their classic English sitter and different Svart and Ashkenaz and all kinds of versions, but maybe it's time to try the sitter in a more contemporary language with more contemporary insights. You know, different things were kicked around. So I said, I would love to take one part of Tfilah. And, and make that. Let's see if that's something, if we can, again, uh, the, uh, make the translation maybe something that's more relatable to, to the younger people of today. And at the same time, use stories and insights, and not just classically shining, although we have that as well, to, to make the experience more emotional and help people connect. So he said, great, go for it. So Nishmas felt right to me. It was a, it's a beautiful feel. I think everybody at some time in their life has had a nishmas moment when they felt that they were able to connect with it, when they felt overcome with thanksgiving to the Rebbein Shalom. It's also become, I, although I personally had never done this before, there are people who say it daily. This was a big Rebetzin Kanievsky endeavor and others. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, maybe she's been on the show, uh, Charlene Aminov in Great Neck. She's got a big, what she calls a nishmat army, a right. big army of women, many of them not even observant, who, who say nishmas every day. They, they experience the joy of, of, in, in gratitude, in living with this awareness. So it was very popular by them, sort of as a schooler and as a way to stay connected to Hashem. I didn't know this when I went into the project. With this, but the deeper uh, I got into it, the more I spoke to I realized how, how, what a treasure this feel is to so many people. Would this book be different if not for the COVID-19 situation? If not for what you described? Absolutely. It would be different. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be. It would never right. have come into existence Understood. because, again, I don't. I don't know. At least from my perspective, that I was at a place that I. I realized, um, and I, I say this with guilt. I'm not proud of this, but it, you know, you went to Shul and then you came home from Shul. Right. You know what really happened on the Italians? I didn't under, Again, me. I don't. I don't mean you. Um, I, uh, I. I experienced a deeper, a deeper appreciation for Tila. Certainly, and I saw this in my own house, my wife, my children. I saw this. All of us. We were davening. We'd sit there in the morning. Again, there was no rush, and there was nowhere else to be. And nobody was in a rush just to end davening. Like, suddenly everybody was just lingering with their sedorum and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I first became familiar with Nishmas, or what you say, the Nishmas army, years and years ago. When I was in Israel and someone said to me, you got to come with me to Dakota because uh, you have to see what happens at midnight. At midnight... <laughs> Uh, at the Kotel, there's somebody who, I mean, I think that's the voice that I played right before this interview. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody mm-hmm. who, who walks around and gathers everyone, and as you describe in the book, uh, men get close to the machitza, women get close to the machitza, so everyone together can be on their sides, everyone could, together can be, you know, can bring the power of Nishmas to the entire uh, atmosphere there. And, and, at, and I assume it still goes on, that at midnight every, every night, Nishmas is still said uh, at the Kotel. Right. And, and that's where I first became familiar that there was some, I don't want to say magical power, but that there was a belief that there was, as you put it, a schoola, um, that, that there was something extra special about the prayer. Let's put it that way. 
and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and I saw the enthusiasm and the tremendous concentration that people had as they said it, and uh, and that was when I first and I first uh, realized that this tefillah is on a I don't want to say different level that wouldn't be fair but you know what I mean it's viewed differently let's put it that way uh, by by those of us who are you know who are daveners by those of us who uh, appreciate who appreciate tefillah and uh, as mm-hmm. you're and as you're describing it sounds like that has just exploded. I, did, I was not aware of the fact that people outside of the Kotel will say it every day and that there are groups that get together to say it or are saying it at the same time. So obviously this has just exploded over the years. Right. So the Kotel, you know, the, the good people of Jerusalem, the Yerushalayim and Yidin, have been hugging of their own that date back, not decades, but centuries. And they've, they've been doing this forever, going to the Kotel and Yerushalayim and and saying Nishmas, like you said, the men on their side, the women on their side. Um, it's a bunch of people who were macabre to say Nishmas for various things. It goes, goes back to the Kafachayim, to the Chassid, to earlier commentators in Kadmainim who suggested that committing the pledge to say Nishmas, somebody's going through a court case, a doctor's appointment, or whatever it is that looms ahead of them and is making them a little unnerved, they commit to say Nishmas. When they come out, they'll... they'll uh, experience salvation. This is what the Kadmarinim say. The Shlimers are doing that forever. Robinson Kanievsky, like I said earlier, would print cards of Nishmas and give it to people. I myself once went there about something and she gave me a Nishmas card. And Chaim Kanievsky has kept that alive. That's aside from the from uh, you know what we've seen the, the Nishmat army right. here in America. But I, I want to just um, touch on something you said. You said Skula. It's certainly a school. I don't know how schoolers work. But here it's not that hard to understand the power of Nishmas and what makes this prayer unique. The Gemara calls it Birchas Hashir, the Bracha of Song. We, we don't have any, any really tefillahs that are purely thanksgiving from beginning to end. Such, such soaring words, such lofty. The words are magnificent, and, and, and everybody could connect with them. And to understand why that works as a, as a schooler is just, we'll use an example of a man and his wife. And if a person accomplished something big, it's your 50th wedding anniversary. Mitzvah by you, mitzvah by me, mitzvah by everybody. <laughs> and you're trying to express something to your spouse, and you're having trouble finding the right words, like to express the, the profundity of what you're feeling. Sometimes you'll just say, I can never do this without you. Thank you. Everything is you. Sometimes thank you is the deepest way to express everything, because it means I really can't go on without you. There'll be no day and no night. So it's sort of a tefillah also. Thank you means I cannot do this without you. Right. I, I can never be there without you. And you and you see this a lot. I would never be here without you. You see when people are at some kind of peak, of, they're getting an award, uh, right? You'll, you'll see it at, at any kind of um, a plateau of accomplishment. People will tell the people closest to them, I can never do this without you. I would never be here without you. You're everything to me. We're talking about eventually, like, I can't. I can't do this without you. You give us everything. You, The breath in our nostrils and everything we do is from you. That's really a tefillah. That's saying we are lost without you. And in the middle of, of Nishmas, we let ourselves go. And we say, uh, sorry. Don't, don't forsake us. Don't let us go now. That's all. And then it goes back to thank yous again. We can never thank you enough. So it's a school because we're actually davening. We're realizing that realization that we owe him everything and that we have to be overcome with gratitude at every moment of every day, every time you cross the street yeah. safely. If we were thinking clearly, we would say, well, we got across the street and that nothing happened by right. Hashem. But we don't think that way. You know, we take things for granted and we forget to Nishma yeah. a chance to just stop and focus. Look, this theme of thank you, Hashem, this theme of, you know, I mean, the whole, you know, everything that we say, I mean, we're told, Modani this morning, we're told how important it is to constantly be thanking God and recognizing every moment of the day that he's responsible for everything that we have. And uh, th- I once... Uh, 
He said that the first word the Jew says, exactly what you just said, such a great thought. The first three words you say in the day are moda anila fanacha. That means before anything else, it's me, it's you, and I'm thankful to you. Right. That, that sums up the relationship in three words. That's how we start today. We thank you. We're still here. Hundred uh, percent, Rabbi Yisrael Besser's with us. Why? I mean, I don't want to give away the whole book because that wouldn't be appropriate. But, but at least a couple of hints because I'm sure there's some curiosity out there. Why do we say it after Az Yashir? I, lo- I love that. I love the question. So again, there are various commentators. The tour, which goes back to the earliest way to say it, is because there is praise in there. <laughs> Chris Yamsef is our sort of our our great national miracle. Right. Because a lot of things happened in Kriyat Yamsuf that made it special. Besides, right. the the Rebbe Shalom showed his complete dominion over nature, his ability, his ability to turn everything up. And the ultimate like thank said, you. We've all I mean, seen it in the last 11 months. We've all seen it with our eyes. The right. things we've been telling our children forever, we've seen how the Rebbe Shalom could move his finger and everything collapses. But at Kriyat Yamsuf, the Rebbe Shalom showed the whole world. The whole, the whole world saw the Rebbe Shalom's power. And Nishmat refers to that. So that's why we say it after... Uh, after the Ashtar, the Torah says. Right, and that might be the so ultimate. the reasons that we include. And Az Yashar might be the ultimate thank you. I mean, that's, you know, uh, certainly in our right. tradition, is it is uh, the ultimate national thank you, let's put it that way. And why Shabbos? Why do you think that this was something that was uh, Shabbos-related and not necessarily every single day in our tefillah, or, or maybe right. wasn't reserved so again, for a special yom tov, etc.? There's a lot of content. I'm going to share just a very simple one from, from Rabbi Miller. Rabbi Victor Miller, who was so, uh, he brought gratitude to the masses. Rabbi Victor Miller was one of those gedalim who, when he was alive, he was definitely relevant and had a following, but nothing compared to what he has today. Right. It exploded, the, the leapless and the thoughts, and at least once a week I get something on what seems like it was tailor-made to today. Rabbi Miller would talk a lot about gratitude, and he and he said that Shabbos, it's just simply that a person has the peace of mind and the serenity to be able to focus. We don't expect... I shouldn't say we don't expect. It's difficult to walk around with this awareness of gratitude all the time, right? You don't bring home, to, to use this example again, you don't have to, you're not expected to bring home to your wife every day and say thank you. But if you don't bring flowers on her birthday or her anniversary, you're in trouble, right? Because <laughs> at, at, when are you ever going to say thank you? When are you ever going to express anything if not today? Right. So Shabbos is that day. You're not running to work. There's more time. You're in shul. The world is, so there's no better time. And to, to, to really do that, express that obligation, that gratitude within us, that really we should, we should always be living with it. Yeah. The, the old every day is Mother's Day, but we know the importance of recognizing our moms at least <laughs> at of least, course, at least once a year. Rabbi Yisrael Besser is with us. Do we know who wrote Nishmas? So again, there, there, this is not an academic work. I don't, I don't aim to make an academic There are so many uh, different theories and shitas. There's a... Great, great share on this on Yu Torah, which was very helpful to me and instructive to me on the history. More academic share. The the, uh, the big parts of it comes from the Gemara. The Gemara in two different places quotes whole sections of that Nishmas. Wow. There are you know there there is uh, theories that it came from other sources. Rashi and the Marks of the tree debunks those sources, but it came from from a series of Tanayim Shem Ben Shatach. Others say Shem Ben Unbelievable. Um, and that, by the way, may lead into my greatest curiosity about this work, Rabbi Vesser, and that is that from this point forward, uh, we've covered some of the things that are in the early parts of your book, Nishma's Song of the Soul. From this point forward, uh, it's a combination of what you do best, uh, relating tales and uh, giving us inspiration through the you know episodes of the past. But at the same time, I, I would say, I wouldn't say academic, you're right about that, but Bayor Tfilah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, explanation for those who are looking for a word-by-word, line-by-line 
uh, explanation of what's being said in Nishmas, and then, of course, again, how it's related to uh, some of the things you cite. This is it. And that's why when I said at the beginning, this is a work that doesn't seem to be, you know, exactly the type of work you've been, uh, the type of works you've been pursuing over the last few years. That's what I meant by it, that, uh, you know, we're used to you telling stories. We're used to you giving us history and and, and us uh, learning lessons uh, from all those encounters. We're not used to you giving us, you know, explanations on specific parts of davening or other texts. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Okay. But, uh, isn't that what makes us people, human beings, that we keep, you know, trying to... Oh, I'm not... To do the same thing. <laughs> can, I, can I say something off-topic a minute? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to tell you why I love being on your show. Uh-oh. One of the things that makes you great and the best... I, no, this is, this is a true <laughs> and genuine and sincere confidence. I only feel bad that I'm doing it on the phone today, not live. Which is your ability... I, I interview people for a living as well, and I, I try to write about it. It's not easy to always be so fresh and so interested and keep going and meet person after person, always find something that inspires you. And you're amazing that you're able to, you never just phone it in. You never just interview people and ask the perfunctory four or five questions and, and say, okay, shalom, have a great day. You really get into it with every person you're genuinely interested. And that interest that you're able to display is why you have good interviews, because you bring out the best in people. That's just the example. But it's, it's a compliment that I, I'm so happy to say it on the air, not only off the air, because your listeners should appreciate that. Now, back to, back to this. You've got to take projects that inspire you and make you your best, because you're not going to write well if you're just putting words on a page, if you're not engaged. I'm not against the fact that you pursued this format. I, I just wanted to point out that it's a little different, and you do it very well. That's all. I appreciate it. It's very nice. It was, it was something new for me, too, and I'm, I w- it was thrilling to be able to, to throw myself into this, into this work for several months. I love that. You know, it's funny. With each line of Nishmas, I, I don't know if you'd agree totally with this, and, and you know, I haven't devoured the book the way you have, obviously, but, but with each line of Nishmas, it, you have different directions you can go in. There, there is some storytelling. There's obviously, you know, qu- quoting sources that give explanations mm-hmm. uh, about what's going mm-hmm. on. There, there could be uh, Musser inspiration in there. Is it sometimes? Mm-hmm. Is it sometimes frustrating when when there's a line of Nishmas where you feel, oh my gosh, if I just had the right story here, it would work so well. Like I, I wish there was something that that I could cite or that has happened or that I've been told about because you know, it, it would bring out these words so much better. Or or you're you're fine with leaving each phrase the way it is and letting it develop the way they are. So I, I think that if you're ready to do the hard work, which is really learning the Rishayim and the classic commentators on each line, then the stories come by themselves. I don't, there's no lack of stories. Mm. And being able to apply them is just about really doing the research and taking the time to plumb the depths of what the Rishayim are saying. So while we, we, we try to have this fusion, this mix of, like I said, Perish and classic, Beotvila and classic understanding, but I, I don't want to use the term uh, boring or dry. Right. But at the same time, to to make it come alive and let Nishmas be an experience. So I, I think once we did the research and found out what's really going on here in the words, and there was a lot of surprises to me. I've been saying Nishmas for forty years, but there were still a lot of things I never understood until I did this. Right. Then the stories just fell into place naturally. The stories are there. Yeah, I mean, this, I'll tell you, this is an amazing work. Uh, you, you know, There's a three-line story in the book. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to cite a specific story, but I always feel bad doing this because, you know, unlike me who saw the story this morning, you may not have, you may not have seen the story in the last four months, so you don't always have the ability. No, I'm, I'm, do, do you I remember, think I'm pretty up to date on the book. Go ahead. Do you remember... <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. I just gave you a pass in case. That's all. Uh, do, you, do, do, you remember, do you remember the story with the Tushareba and, and insisting that, uh, with the man that he uh, called in New York that he needed help with something in terms of uh, sa- yeah. saving someone financially, and he insisted on staying on the phone until that envelope was actually in a mailbox? Sure. Could you tell that one, please? Sure. There was a Jew, Vassal Meisha Wassner. He was old man. I'm sure you know the Wassner family. Sure. You know, we got Joe Wassner lived in, in uh, Bell Harbor, you know, where Rebus Trable's father in law. Right, correct. So they were they were very close to Tush, great people. Big Bali Tzedakah. So the Rebbe called this Jew, we saw Mesh Wassner one day, and there was somebody whose home was being foreclosed on. So the Rebbe called him his office. He said, This is this person's home being foreclosed on. You need to get him a check right away. It was a significant amount of money. So I need you to go mail him. He says, okay, Rebbe, I'm going to mail him a check. The Rebbe says, no, I need you to do it now, if you don't mind, because he, he really needs that money. And I'm going to wait on the phone, and I want to speak to you after you do it. So he says, Rebbe, Tasha Rebbe was a busy man, didn't have time to spare. Let me do it, and I'll call you right back. I'll do it immediately. And then I'll call you when I'm done. So the Rebbe says, no, he'd rather wait on the phone. <laughs> so Mr. Watson says, okay. So he writes out the check and puts an envelope and goes down to the street in Manhattan, goes to the nearest mailbox. Goes back up in the elevator, goes to his office, and picks up the receiver, and the Tasha Rebbe's waiting there. It was about seven or eight minutes later. He says, Rebbe, I did it. So the Rebbe says, great, that was part one of the mitzvah. Now I want you to go to the corner of the room and say, did I really do something so special? Did I really do something so exceptional? Safe call safe. At the end of the day, what did I do? I took money that you, Rebbe Shalom, gave me. You blessed me with money. And I took a little bit of that money, and I gave it to one of my brothers who needed that money badly. So thank you, Rebbe Shalom, for letting me be the vehicle to help you achieve what needed to be achieved over here. Thank you for letting me play my, my role. The Rebbe then hung up, and, and that, was, that was the message he was sending. The, the power of the message is it's not a, a Musa story of not being arrogant. It's something much more profound and much deeper. It's that whatever your role is in any situation, there's a reason to, to give gratitude. You're not the one whose home is being foreclosed on. A. You're, not, you're the one who's able to help. You're the one who's able to write out the check instead of get the check. B. And C is, you're able to write out a check and it doesn't, you'll be okay tonight. You'll still have money for supper. The better shall put you in a situation where you're able to do it and it doesn't hurt. So live with gratitude. Unbelievable. You're always taking from God. And, and, and imagine he's saying this to someone with a reputation for doing just that all the time. It's not right. like he's saying it to somebody who's not used to, who found it painful to, to follow his instructions, you know? Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Do you remember what line of Nishma? I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just don't have it in front of me. Do you remember what line of Nishma is that related to? In that, uh... I, it, it relates to every line of Nishma, but I use it in the introduction. Actually, in my own acknowledgments, I was trying to say uh-huh. that that's my acknowledgments. You know, I, I didn't do anything here. What I was trying to say was, uh, I'm not claiming credit. I wrote this book. You know, sometimes writers will tell you. You know, they wrote this book, and they had to travel away for six months, and they worked so hard. I'm saying none of that. I'm saying thank you, Rebunshon, for allowing this to come out of my computer and my pen. I'm grateful. And, you know, it's funny. The uh, when, when I saw the announcement about the book, it says the full text of Nishmas is in the book. Well, yeah, the full text of Nishmas is, is what you see as you continue through the book because you, you literally take every single line and, you know, give a commentary or some type of, uh, of explanation. Uh, that people will then be able to, uh, you know, incorporate into their lives. And, uh, right, but the reason is because people say it every day, so right. they want it to, it to be user-friendly. That means you can use this. You could take it in your car or in your pocketbook or briefcase or wherever you go. It's not a heavy book. The full text of Nishmas in Sfarad, in Ashkenaz, in, and in, in uh, Sfaradi as well. Right, it's all there. Pretty amazing. And the custom is, 
as I read in your book, to say it all the way until you get to the actual bracha at the end of Yishtabach, right? Correct. Tell the word Atakel, which I didn't know right. until just uh, two or three weeks ago. I never knew it. I mean, I remember that. Uh, what, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I guess that, you know, we talk about the ultimate gratitude. It fits that uh, that Nishmas is part of Halal during the Pesach Seder, right? We, we, don't, right. we, we don't say it as an extension of Halal any other time, frankly. Right. right. The Gemara talks about it at the Lala Seder. That's where it refers to it as Birchas Hashir. But exactly. And, and most of us at some point in our life had a Pesach Seder. Maybe that was our time to connect with Nishmas. It's true. It's a very, very, it's a very deep time. Yeah, it's funny. Az Yashir and the Pesach Seder all goes back to Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Again, the ultimate uh, episode in Jewish history and the ultimate uh, a national thank you. Uh, that came from the Jewish people to the one above. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. All we have to do, I guess, is follow that example, and we'll be okay. I don't know if you ever saw it. There's a card, in addition to Nishmas, as you described, the Nishmas card, there's a card that people give out. I don't have it in front of me, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's literally a special tefillah, again, designated to thank Hashem, to real, and not just thank Hashem, but realize that we are nothing without Him. Realize that you know every every, mo- every move that we make and everything that we're able to do is because of Him. And it just over the years, I guess you know now I'm really going to sound like an old guy, but over the years, it's amazing how if you incorporate that whole attitude into your life, it's a completely different perspective. You end up, it's, again, I, I, I don't want to sound like one of these reformed people who comes on Born Again people and tell you, oh, but I, it changed my life. And just, uh, you know, the, the little things, because everybody has a million things a day that don't go exactly the way they would have liked them to go. Right. But if you if your eyes are open, I was mentioning earlier, there's a story there. It's three lines, and to me it might be the most profound story in the book. Harold Steinman, Ron Leib Steinman was at the doctor, and he went for a checkup. He was over 100 years old. He was 101. The doctor says everything seems to be okay, Rosh Hashiva, but I have to tell you that you're living on miracles. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Rosh Hashiva smiled and met the gaze of the 40-year-old doctor and said, thank you, but so are you, my friend. So are you. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and that's really, and that really, it, it, it's, well, well. Wow is right, to say the least. It's unbelievable. If we would only realize that we're living miracles and that, the one above is the one who's providing them for us every single day. It's just amazing. When you, I guess when you realize that you're living on miracles and then you get a parking ticket or, uh, you know, there's traffic or your flight is canceled or the things don't go exactly the way you want, and your eyes are open to the fact that every breath you're taking is a miracle from the source of good and that everything that happens comes from the source of benevolence and good, these things don't bother you as much because you're seeing a much bigger picture. You're constantly, you know... Why does it take a lifetime to learn these lessons, Rabbi Besser? Like I said, the Rebbe gave us this, this unprecedented situation of the last 11 months, and hopefully everybody in their own way is drawing conclusions about what's important and coming out with something positive to show for it. By the way... I don't have a good answer to the question. Right, well, I will say that uh, those of us who have discovered it at some point in our lives have to be thankful, because frankly, there are people who go to the grave having never discovered it. So at least, thank God, you know, if we're able to incorporate these lessons into our life, even if it takes a little bit longer than we'd like, at least, thank God, we're able to at some point live life with those lessons. Live life, and you will live longer. We wrote there from Schleimer Freifeld. You know, this is a study that you see in secular America, that gratitude adds years to your life. You see it every, every you know, around Thanksgiving, there were a bunch of articles about right. it. My there, father... There uh, the times, actually, that people who learn how to live with gratitude live longer. It's not that hard to have a Gedalia Vladowitz, actually, our shared friend. Just, just recently told me this, Marshall, he said, if somebody's driving on the highway, and I'm sure you've been there, and somebody comes into your lane and cuts you off, and you slam on the brakes, 
You can get very angry, right? Road rage. Yep. But if you're on your way in your car, you're driving to the headquarters to cash, and you just realize that you're holding the winning Powerball ticket, and you're two minutes away, it doesn't register because there's something so much bigger going on in your car. The, the excitement is so much bigger that the little things that he did, that he cut you off and splashed your windshield with, with mud, doesn't bother you that much because you know that you're holding $8 billion in your hand right. and that you're about to cash it in. That's what it means to live with thanks. There's something so much bigger going on over here that the little things don't bother you. And when we all woke up this morning, we all won the lottery. We just may not realize exactly. it, but we all did. Exactly. And my, my, my father used to say, Givers live longer than takers, and uh, and obviously, you know, there are there are givers who who don't live long lives. But we know what he meant. They have a much more enriched and 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 much much more uh, fulfilling days than the takers do. Right, for lives, and and they're remembered as such. You you hear there's a generation that we lost of people who went through unspeakable suffering, and you speak with their grandchildren a lot. You know, we don't, even those those survivors are not, not really around anymore. Right. You know, we're down to great-grandchildren right. of, of survivors. But you, you hear how somehow they managed to come out and, and express the thanks in every child who was born and, and every single accomplishment and everything that they saw rebuilt. And you see that people remember the thanks. That's what they remember most about their loved one, the way they lived with it. They don't remember their complaints, or they try not to. You know what, by the way, I discovered in your book? And this is one of the hazards. Oh. This is the unfortunate part of not growing up... Uh, Speaking uh, Hebrew a little bit better because the you know like the Israeli children even those who are not in yeshiva they have an advantage when it comes to obviously knowing the Hebrew language but you know you know what's an mm-hmm. unbelievable beautiful part of tefillah that I only discovered because of you and now every Shabbos mm-hmm. of my life is going to be different because of you Rabbi Bester how do you like that that's quite a way to pay back that's quite that's quite a way to pay back the compliment you gave me huh uh, and, and that and that is shochen ad. Do you see what we say when we run through that first paragraph of what we call regular Shabbos Shachars? Amazing. Hey, are you about Tefillah? Do you daven for Ahmed? I do daven for Ahmed. I would love to. I heard you sing, actually. You sang at your your child's wedding. That was beautiful, actually, when you took the mic. I know you sing beautifully. I sang like, oh, yeah, man. Exactly. It's such a a lofty time. You're ushering in the next part of Tefillah after Pesuket de Zimra with those words. And And, now you can actually appreciate what's going on there. Yeah, if you you do Nishmas properly, right, even from your seat, Mm -hmm. not necessarily as Chazim, but even from your seat, if you do Nishmas properly, then Shochenad and that crescendo to Yishtabach is amazing. Just based on right. on what you've taught us through this, so and then you go into Birchas Krishma and the whole Krishna differently, and you're right. saying the, the profundity of Hashem Lekenu Hashem Machad, and then Tony Tishman Asrei. Wow! It can really it can really do something for you. All right, everybody. After this conversation, you don't need my sales pitch, but I'll give it anyway. <laughs> the brand new book is called Nishmas. Song of the Soul, the glory of an exalted prayer through commentary, insight, and inspiration. Yisrael Besser is the author. It will enhance your tefillah. Not only will it enhance your nishmas experience, which we've discussed, all these different nishmas experiences that go on, it'll enhance your tefillah, to say the least, and give you an unbelievable perspective on what's going on. You know, there's certain parts of davening. Everyone, I always, when I, I, I've given speeches about tefillah. I happen to have done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few times where I've been asked to speak about tefillah, and I and I bring in different stories of and, and episodes of how people can enhance their. Tefillah. You know, you want to get from step one to step two when it comes to you know a pers- personal prayer, and I feel that there are certain uh, p- there are certain parts of our tefillah that communally 
we could all agree are extremely inspiring. I think everyone has their personal tefillahs, and I speak about that. But I think there's certain mm-hmm. parts. I mean, we, we're even told that Yehi Chavod, for instance, Yehi Chavod is filled with incredible psukim. Okay. that have unbelievable ramifications. And we're told to have more concentration during Yehi Chavod than we normally do. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. fi- I find the second half of Ashrei, nothing against the first half. Every time I say this, <laughs> people look at me. Nothing against the first half of Ashrei, but I find Ashrei starting at Somech Hashem, L'chol Oflim, starting from that mm-hmm. sentence, I find it to be unbelievable. Say that if you concentrate properly, the words are simply incredible. And now, mm-hmm. I, I, and now I've learned from this experience of being introduced to Nishmas through what you've done, uh, I, I think this tefillah has a lot more to offer uh, than we give it credit for normally. And the, and this is now going to get onto my list, Rabbi Besser. I'm glad you're here. I, I'm glad you're you're happy to, I'm sure you're happy to hear this. And I'm sure the author... It means I'm, a lot to me. And, and the feedback, the early feedback has been that people told me uh, that they want to they give it as gifts to their, to their kids' teachers and to the people they love, because they, they feel like this is a gift, right. not just the actual gift, the, right. the gift that you can touch, right. but the gift of what it could do to your life to have this book. Yeah. They, they want to give the ultimate gift, which is which is the thanks within it, the gratitude within it. Yeah. You know, we talk about Musrasfarim, you know, changing one's life. Uh, th- this mm-hmm. is this is tefillah. This is not a Musr Sefer. It's tefillah, and, it, and it's looking at the words it's carefully. Tefillah, but and, it's it's Judy. You know, the Chiddush says that Jews are called Yehudim. Why Yehudim? Hoda. Not often Shevet Yehuda. So, ah, very good. The Chiddush says because we're a people of thankfulness, yeah. we're a people of gratitude. Yehudim is Milashon Hoda. We're a people whose national characteristic, whose national trait, is Hoda. That's what marks us. We're Yehudim. We're thankful people. Unbelievable. Uh, can't thank you enough. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize what time it is. Uh, cannot thank you enough. This happens to us every time, Nachum. Congratulations on the book. Hopefully, hopefully. Have the greatest day in the world. Uh, you as well. And believe me, after this conversation, my day will be enhanced. That I can guarantee you. And I think, thanks, thanks, thanks. And conti- Always a pleasure, Nachum. And continued Hatzlacha to you. Everyone enjoys all I'm your work. you as well, Nachum. Much appreciated. Nishma, Song of the Soul, Yisrael, Besser, everybody. All 3,000 Art Scroll titles, including this one, Nishmas, are available right now at 20% off, no minimum, free shipping if you use promo code radio. The brand new book is Nishmas. Again, it and all 3,000 Art Scroll titles are available right now, 20% off, free shipping, no minimum if you use promo code radio. It is a life changer, this book. Those of you who are addicted to tefillah, and as I said, there are certain parts of tefillah I am addicted to. You will become addicted to Nishmas and its amazing message and how much it can change your life once you read this book. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday. Tomorrow we get to concentrate on the holy city of Hebron. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, make sure to join us. Uh, we're getting ready for our trip. We are broadcasting from the UAE, from Dubai, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week till Erev Chanukah. Chanukah begins Thursday night. It is an exciting time. We have been able, thank God, to create some excitement during this time of COVID-19. Baruch Hashem. And I want to thank our Besser. Get his book. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. Get the book today. It is a life changer, and it is a great gift. It is a great gift. Great bar mitzvah gift, and uh, for many others, to say the least. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.